Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It has been published in a prestigious journal. And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hi, and welcome back to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and today we want to take a look at some of the factual versus infactual aspects that you may have come across while being interested in the topic of Morgellons disease. Of course, I'd like to also respond to some of the things that are being stated in the online groups, which just are not factual. Chiefly, I heard recently that Marianne Middleveen is not qualified to accomplish any of the research that she accomplished, and, well, it's just humor that for a second. The story goes that she hasn't ever actually worked with any human specimens. And, well, the problem with that is that every single paper which she has co-authored or authored has a methods section down at the bottom, which clearly states how many people she worked with. Uh, not just patients, but, uh, of course, the other universities around the globe. And if you watch our interview on YouTube, uh, you'll know that she actually spent some time working at the CDC. But enough of that gobbledygook. Let's talk about hexagon crystals. You know, oftentimes in groups, you'll see people sharing things which you wonder, is this really relevant to the Morgellons condition? I mean, does it make Morgellons any more legitimate or not? Experts have often stated no. Their prime example would be the hexagon crystals. You may have seen people in groups talking about how these are nanobots dispersed in chemtrails and that patients breathe these things in and they force the next evolution of human life. Some people may have even heard that it's the Christian faith which causes the body to reject these nanomachines. In this case, not only are hexagon crystals not relevant to Morgellons disease, but they are harmful towards the goal of legitimization. But why did hexagon crystals get introduced into the narrative in the first place? Since the nature of these online groups are private, we really don't have any way to go into every one of them to determine where did hexagon crystals originate. Oftentimes when I've seen examples of these in photographs, it is just the light reflecting off of damaged skin. Perhaps there is a hexagonal nature in it. Maybe there is a kind of bacteria that produces those kinds of ulcerations. But is it relevant to Morgellons or not? What's most relevant, I believe, in the mind of the doctor is what kind of significance does these hexagon crystals have to the patient and is it altering their life to a point where they cannot function within society? And that's really what it comes down to with Morgellons disease. A lot of people when they talk about Morgellons disease, they just don't want to have sores on their skin. But there are other people when they talk about Morgellons disease, they legitimately believe that it is some kind of government conspiracy. Now, it's okay to think that Morgellons is a government conspiracy, but what's not okay is to let that belief impact your life so that it inhibits you from meeting goals. 
but regarding Morgellons disease, it's really all about how does this condition impact a patient and are they able to function in society or has the significance of their symptoms pulled them out of life. Specimens from these hexagon crystals were examined from three different patients and all three of them were found to be either glitter from greeting cards or from cosmetics. That information should be enough to cause a patient to realize that, okay, there is no significance to hexagon crystals. However, online groups is where the narrative can continue. The dream can stay alive. That one day, the government will step forward and say, yes, we have been dropping nanomachines from the sky to force the next evolution of humankind and achieve a hive-like consciousness. But that's never going to happen because because it's just not a reality, especially not with Morgellons. Morgellons is a condition where bacteria inhabit skin cells and cause those cells to misfire, cause them to ulcerate, cause them to produce too much proteins, and even mess up the proteins that they're supposed to be producing. And I can say that with certainty because that's what science has demonstrated, empirical science. So the question becomes, should people participating in these groups be allowed to perpetuate misinformation as long as as everybody's comfortable with them doing so. You know, group environments are a lot like a party. Everybody has to be happy and having a good time for anybody to want to be there. And you know what's a real buzzkill? Hearing the hexagon crystals have nothing to do with Morgellons disease and sharing the evidence of why that's true. But sometimes that's what you have to do if the goal isn't just to have a good time, but to compel official legitimization so that people can obtain appropriate medical care. But what kind of medical care do they need? Well, that depends on what people are exposed to about Morgellons disease. And if they see a thousand people complaining about nanobots falling from the sky and two people complaining about skin sores, I'm sorry you two people, but you have the thousand people the doctor saw before you complaining about nanobots to thank for your delusional diagnoses. Because we had the evidence. We have the studies. Not only do we have them, but they are important empirical in nature. A lot of people have gotten the picture. Purdue, for example, has a course that includes information about how Morgellons disease is a real medical condition. But they also highlight how physicians can mistake it for a delusional disorder. And a lot of that comes down to the doctor's exposure. Have they seen a thousand people complaining about hexagon crystals in their skin? Or have they seen two or three patients with really bad skin sores that are kind of fuzzy around the edges? So it really comes down to why aren't people sharing the information which demonstrates the evidence that Morgellons is not associated with hexagon crystals. The best answer we have at the moment is because it's a buzzkill and people are here to have a good time. The next thing I'd like to respond to is that Dr. Savely is ripping people off at $500 an hour. I would challenge you to go find a surgeon who will transplant your liver for $500 an hour. I mean here in, in America, the land of the free, and where Tylenol costs $1,200 a pill in the hospital. Uh, typically, when Lyme disease patients see a specialist, they may see them for half an hour at a time and probably spend about $300 for that half hour. Should insurance cover that? Absolutely. Should the Lyme disease specialist be charging more? No doubt. But they charge what they can charge so that the patient can afford to come see them. You may find yourself going to the same kinds of doctors over and over and over again. And they may tell you the same thing. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. 
but you may just decide that you've had enough of that bullshit and go see a Lyme disease specialist. Are y'all surprised I made it through this entire episode without talking about syphilis? I am too. If you support my efforts, feel free to go to Morgellons.io and contact us for ways you can donate to help our cause. You know, and I guess the last thing I want to talk about on here is the Charles Holman Foundation. Why do I speak out against them when I seem to support their efforts and their research? They may be hard to work with. But the fact is, they threw a bunch of money at independent research. Research which could be verified, validated, and made it into prestigious medical journals. That happened with the funds raised by the Charles Holman Foundation. Are they perfect? No. Should you be afraid to criticize them or their efforts or things that they're doing? No. And here's the thing. For some reason on their website, it says that Morgellons is a multi-system disease. And this just isn't the case. Morgellons may be characterized by the filaments that appear in the skin. But as best we can tell, the disease associated with that would be Lyme disease or other spirochetal agents. Now, I know what you're saying. Dr. Ava Shapey is out there doing that genetics research, and she found that there may be a comic genetic... You're right about that. You're absolutely right. But the thing is, is that that makes it a genetic disorder. And there's a lot more truth to that than saying it's a multi-system disease. Because the only system that Morgellons affects is the integumentary system. Y'all... I'm going to leave a link in the description below and let you come up to your own conclusions. But I tell you what, I couldn't put a price on my life, so paying the doctor $300 an hour to see me and tell me what kind of antibiotics to take and what kind of labs to get to make sure I'm going to stay healthy while I'm on them is a lot more responsible than going down to the feed and seed store to get horse paste to boof during Halloween. What do you guys think? Let me know. Thank you for sharing these episodes. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for all your support. I'm looking at you, Robin. Hope you guys are having a great day out there, and we'll talk to you soon.